Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. When we are talking about stepping into our mastery, that comes with Stepping into the role of evolutionary leader. And my guest today is here to empower new earth leaders and change makers. Now more than ever in our world, we are being induced to step up, make the right choices based on love and living from the heart. And it's not always so easy, as my guest says, that fear often gets in the way of us living our purpose and our passion. Dr. Michelle Petticolas is here with us, and she is a brilliant coach who is here to really assist us in shifting the mindset. Michelle, thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. We are looking forward to this discussion. So many are really feeling this call to step up and be in service. And yet, isn't it quite fascinating how there's so many layers of fear that still come up and prevent us from doing that? And so this is about your work. This is what you do every day empowering people. Uh, and so let's talk a little bit first about the work that you do overall, and then we'll go into your story a little bit. Great. That sounds great. So my work, I, I do empower women leaders and change makers to overcome their fears so they can step into their power. And what I have found is that at the core of their issues are early childhood wounds and trauma that keep them small. So to try and explain that simply, it's that we come in, we're these brilliant divine sparks of life that come into these bodies. And the bodies actually have their own agenda. These physical organisms are designed to keep us alive. 
And we come into them when they are very, very vulnerable and very young, uh, dependent on other people. And they are very impressionable and influenced. And it's at that, those very early years that we develop patterns that, that reverberate throughout our whole lives. And it doesn't take much for it to be traumatic, depending on what, what age you're at. At two years, a, a small thing can reverberate as huge. And that is, it was quite a surprise to me because I have certainly worked with clients that have had quite traumatic experiences, and yet I know firsthand that something as simple as having my father transferred to Japan was traumatic for me because I was only two years old and I had bonded to him. So that's what I mean by simple. Mm-hmm. And, and it can set up, by triggering fear, by triggering a fear response, a fight, flee, freeze response, mm-hmm. we develop behaviors and mindsets that will protect us from getting into that fear space, from being threatened. And the biggest threat to a human being, really, is our connection with other people. Explain that a little more. Our biggest threat yes. is connection to other people. Right. That the, the worry about whether or not we're going mm. to be loved and accepted. Mm-hmm. Because we are social beings and we depend on others. In fact, we are wired to bond. We depend mm-hmm. on others for our survival. Even though it doesn't seem like it, we really do. So our relationship with other people is hugely important, especially when we're babies, because we would not survive without our parents, without somebody taking care of us. True? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that puts us in a very vulnerable circumstance. And ideally, what Mother Nature would want is for us, our parents to give us unconditional love so that we can thrive. But that rarely happens. <laughs> because our parents have also gone through trauma in their childhoods, and, and so it reverberates throughout generations. And mm-hmm. sometimes our parents are too critical, sometimes they're overprotective, sometimes they're neglectful, sometimes they're actually abusive. And this impacts the child, and the child develops protective patterns. It could be a protective pattern like pleasing, People-pleasing is a, is a very effective pattern, one that's often seen in women, and it works for a long time. You know, it keeps you safe. Another pattern is uh, disappearing, hiding, staying out of, out of harm's way. Another pattern is controlling, uh, yes. just trying to control everything. So those are a few of the patterns. Uh, one of them is performing is which is a little different from people pleasing because it it kind of takes on a life of its own and you see this more in men is they become really accomplished but they have a hard time relating to people because of their early tra- trauma does that make sense to you now yes it absolutely does and when you were talking about pleasing controlling and hiding that is something that comes up so often in various e- uh, elements and aspects even in my life as well. It's really amazing. So you've it targeted it to um, this childhood trauma. Um, usually there could be other things as well. Of course. So we're going to go deeper in this topic. 
Sure. But what I love about you, Michelle, is that your whole awakening came, your your work today is based on your own journey and what you went through. Absolutely. And you discovered this trauma within yourself. And then it was in your adult life, too, where you continued to do the work. There was a catalytic point. Talk a little bit about this awakening process. Sure. So my own pattern was a people-pleasing pattern. I didn't trust that I would be taken care of unless I pleased people. And it worked really well for a long time. You know, National Honor Society, Phi Beta Kappa, got my PhD, one of two students in my graduate class. And then I got into the adult world and things didn't work that well. Because what I found, well, I didn't realize it at the time, is that the universe was calling me to be a leader. And pleasing, people-pleasing is not leadership. And so my first job, I was teaching college students, and I was trying to please everybody. And you know the old saying, I couldn't do it. And so I lost that job, and it was devastating. But instead of saying, realizing, oh, uh, we, that wasn't just a good fit, I tapped myself down further. And I started taking jobs where people wanted me more than I needed them. So basically I undersold my intelligence, my brilliance, my mm-hmm. education. And that went on. And then I got married. Well, I was actually married at that point, And my husband left me for another woman. And Ouch. there was this huge abandonment issue. Mm-hmm. And I um, decided to join a spiritual community where relationships were not important. You can see each time, like, making myself smaller and, ma- and shrinking my world so I wouldn't be hurt. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be rejected. However, I, I guess, you know, my spirit was looking after me because this spiritual group, the, it was a Sufi group, was amazing. It totally awakened my connection to divine, totally awakened my connection to source, and actually opened my heart again because I had shut that mm-hmm. down. I shut down all my feelings. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. like a, um, what is it, like a walking stick. Mm-hmm. And... So when my current husband showed up, I had enough awareness to realize that if I didn't do something, I was going to sabotage the relationship. And that's Uh when I went and I did a very deep uh, 13-week program in early childhood healing. What did you discover from that 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 was coming forward? What was the wounded child saying? The wounded child was saying, I'm not good enough. I have to keep trying harder. I'm not lovable. That's what the wounded child was saying. And I had to become the mother that I didn't have. It it wasn't my mother's fault. She was young. She had two other daughters, and she was overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. But I needed to become my own mother and to start to love myself. Mm. And that stems from that trauma of your father going to Japan, and you guys stayed behind here in the States, obviously, in New Jersey. Well, not forever. We did join him. I don't know how long it was. I was only two years old. But I imagine it was crazy because my mother was packing up a household and three kids to join him in Japan. So I'm sure that uh, I decided pretty quickly that emotions didn't do me any good, and I stopped. I just shut down. And 
because of that, you know, it, however long it was, the the bond was broken. It was never reestablished after that. I don't know. It was because right. I I bonded with my sister at that point. You know how you need to. You need that social. They mm-hmm. they've done studies with with babies, and if you that you know are fostered or not fostered, but they're um, abandoned or they're in orphanages, and if they do not get physical physical contact, they don't thrive. Mm-hmm. You you can give them all the warmth and food and everything else they need, but if they do not get that physical contact and holding, they do not thrive. Beautiful. So you know this this wounded child of yourself and your dad. Um, you know that's in the subconscious mind. You know at that age of two, the awareness wasn't there. So when you were doing the inner work, then it became apparent. You could see then how this shaped your life all along the way, the patterns yes. that you speak of. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Although I tell you, the awareness of that has come along uh, the road. I didn't get that all at once. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that, I mean, it takes a while to, to put it all together, and a lot of this came from yes. my, my working uh, with my clients and seeing my, my own journey, using myself as a, my own laboratory in a sense. Mhm. Yes, and so here we are, um, removing that fear then. You talk a lot about shifting the mindset. So right. we're going to take some callers today and some of our listeners who may have patterns that they want to shift out of or, you know, there's common ones too that keep people from living their passion and their purpose. Mm-hmm. Some people are so... Um, numb from giving up their dream and their passion that they don't know what that passion is anymore. That's right. That is right. absolutely right. And so, and then some, the others. What I found is the number one, um, the number one reason people don't leave their job would be belief systems like um, health insurance. We can't yep. afford health insurance, yep. so why would I? Right. So there's. We can also call that the golden handcuffs that yes. you are set to retire in maybe a few years and you're really locked because you can't afford to give up what's waiting for you. Uh, and that's all legitimate. So let's talk about bringing forward our purpose and our passion because really the fear comes up again to sabotage us as it did you. Yes. So um, talk a little bit about things that we can do to first recognize it. You said yourself, your awareness has come along. It happened over a long time, but that awareness totally helped you change all those patterns. Well, there's nothing like motivation. So I realized that this, that my second husband, when I met him, and I actually met him at the Sufi retreat, that he was a keeper, that this was the Mm -hmm. person I wanted to be involved with. But I could see how every time he would pull back or away, I would pull back and away. And if both people are pulling away, then <laughs> pretty soon there's nothing left, right? Mm-hmm. So I I decided I needed to do uh, this inner healing. And so it was the motivation, the decision that I needed to take care of this. And, and it's worked. I mean, we've been together for 22 years. Congratulations. So, okay, so how did you overcome that? So the, so when he would start to pull away for whatever reason, you would feel the abandonment again. 
And right. so you would go into, you know, your your Into stories. protection mode, yes, into, into shutdown mode. mode, yeah, into I don't care mode, into mm-hmm. you don't matter mode because we don't want to get hurt. We don't want to feel the rejections. So we start to run away before the, we're the one who's rejected. So what changed in your relationship then when you were able to do that? How did you, you know, like when the next time he would, pull away, what would you do differently with this awareness? You know, well, you guys have been together for 22 years Yeah, it's now, like, so it's okay, so, so, so for somewhere along the line, I stopped worrying about him being the one who was going to leave me. Now, I did pick a good uh, person in that way. He, he's born in the year of the dog, the Chinese year of the dog. They're very, very loyal. So that helps a lot. And uh, and then just being more aware of my emotions. So so mm-hmm. the healing and, of course, the Sufi work, both of those started to open me to my emotions. But that was a journey because you imagine that you've been shut down for a long time, that they're actually muscular memory that holds the emotions in. And you mm-hmm. have to gradually open them up. I used to hang out in my head all the time. And then when I did the spiritual work, I hang, hung out in the ether. But to actually be grounded in my body, that was a process. Yes. So yes. a lot of the work I do is helping people get back into their bodies. Yes, we always want to leave and get out. You because know, it I, feels mm-hmm. uncomfortable, so then we, we, we scram. We scram. Mm-hmm. So this is where empowerment comes in because if we can be here and fully present and aware, we can make that shift. And we often talk about timelines. Some may not understand how you can jump timelines or switch timelines, but it's really what you're talking about here, this deep awareness, this presence, and making a choice based in this presence, this awareness. Yes, that's right, to stay, to stay. To stay. Yeah, I, I've had clients, you know, she's, she's like, oh, I, I don't want to go there. I'm scared. I said, it's okay. I'm here with you. Let's go. Let's go together. And then, of course, she realizes, you know, the world doesn't end. She doesn't die. And it's fine. And in fact, it feels great afterwards when you release that energy that you've been holding inside of you. Yes, you can feel that energy that you are literally holding in the muscular Yes. All right. So there is a question coming in from our listeners. And this is like, what about trauma abuse from Lemuria and old timelines? Uh, I I'm say that again, because is that the name of the person? I'm, I want to make sure I didn't miss any of the questions. Say that again. No. So you are you familiar with Lemuria? No. Okay, we love Lemuria here. It is like Atlantis, and it's a continent that sank, uh, and it was a oh, right. like beings. And so, okay. um, you know, people remember lifetimes in Lemuria. There are some that remember the fall of mm-hmm. Lemuria. And mm-hmm. like you say that, um, and we were talking earlier today, this is, um, this past lifetime is even in our ancestral DNA. Our ancestors' yes. DNA can yes. be affecting us and influencing yes. our lives. So this is what you help work 
and clear as well. So we're, we're kind of like talking all about the, the, the same thing, and it's the, the lower frequencies of fear, and that yes. includes self-doubt and yes. worry. Yes. Right? Yes, that's right. So, yes, shifting out of it. And you have to start with the energy, with releasing the energy. You can't. You have to work on both both parts, the body and the mind, because they go together. the The mind thinks, the body believes. The body feels, the mind creates uh, a story around it. And so, you can't change the mindset until you release the emotional energy that's underneath that. Okay. But it can be very simple. The body actually knows how to release that energy. It's just our habit of holding it in. So if you stay in the sensation of the emotion and you do not get caught up in the story, it will actually release fairly quickly, like in two minutes or less. Okay. So give us an example because, you know, we could take this in every day of our life where something starts to irk us. Right. And anything that irks us is what you're talking about, staying in that feeling but letting it go, being very present, yes. not getting caught up in the story. This could be yes. something like a little squabble with you yes. know, a teenage son or child yes. or your spouse or someone. Yes. Um, so you need and, to get out of that situation mm-hmm. so you don't keep on uh, feeding it. Feeding the emotional fear. You go somewhere safe where you're not going to be interrupted and you sit down and you start to breathe deep and slow because that's going to stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system which literally calms down the body. And then as you're doing that, you start to do a body, what I call a body scan which is to say, okay, where is this emotion happening in my body? A lot of times the fear is right in the chest area or in the throat area. Sometimes it could be in the jaws because we're biting back our words or we feel like we're going to bite somebody off of the head. There's a whole bunch, there's a whole system of psychosomatics in which you can actually understand what's going on with you based on where it is in your body. But don't get caught up in that right now. Stay with the sensation and just Focus on it and watch it and notice it. What's its texture? Is it hard? Is it sharp? Is it dull? Is it heavy? Does it change shape? Does it have a color? And you just focus on the sensation. And if it's not a a physical condition, that is that there isn't a tumor there, it will actually shift and change just by your focusing your attention on it and not trying to change it. Yes, okay. Beautiful. What a good practice to really move out of it. We talk, too, about shifting our mindset. And so then once we're able to get through the emotion, how do you shift your mindset? Well, you want to be aware of what the story is. Is Mm -hmm. the story you're telling yourself leaving you feeling disempowered and victim or empowered. If the story is leaving you in victim, then you need to change the story. Because, you know, as long as you're a victim, you're you're waiting for Prince Charming or somebody to come and save you, the hero. When you see your situation in, in a way that puts you back in the driver's seat, 
that's what you need. So give me an example of somebody who's upset. So you had an argument with your husband, and you feel like he's totally unreasonable. So, of course, I'm married. I totally I get this one. So I take a walk because I find that I, I need to leave this situation, and walking is really helpful for me. And then in a short amount of time, I start to see it from his perspective. It's like what yeah. his viewpoint and then I have compassion for him. And then I see, okay, so, all right, so he was interpreting my behavior this way. Okay. The only thing I have to remember with my husband is that he sometimes needs, needs more time to overcome the argument than I do. So I can't rush in and try and fix it up soon, mm-hmm. early. I have to give him until he's ready. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's di- every person is different, so you just have to feel into that. Yes. Well, you know, let's let's take this on more of a national level, like or for um, our community and the world that we live in, and mm-hmm. our purpose and our passion, our roles that we're here. So, any of these things that irk us, once we're able to get over the emotions behind it, really by checking the story to see if it is leaving us as a victim. Mm-hmm. My right. goodness. Right now with politics in the world and with the crumbling of the old uh, systems that do not have integrity, um, we really need people to be empowered in this way so we move beyond all blame, pointing fingers or scoffing at um, different views and opinions. Um, In that world that's out there, it could seem kind of chaotic. And I know that many people listening to this show are able to maintain a balance. But what would you say about leaving that victim story and really stepping into empowerment in today's world? Yes. So that um, reminds me of what we were talking about earlier, which is that over overall globally, we are being forced to make a leap that by it being so impossibly intolerable, we are having to step up. And this is going to cause us to boost our brilliance because we have no choice. Just like I decided that I needed to do uh, early childhood healing because I wanted that relationship to work. Mm -hmm. If you have something that's compelling, you're going to do the work. Otherwise, we just hang out and, you know, stay with okay or okay. <laughs> so that's the way in which I see that. And then on a, on a smaller level, certain political people that I see, I see them as wounded children. Oh, I wow. see their behavior. I, you know, the, the, the leader of our country that his behavior is a sign of somebody who really wants to be loved, but he doesn't know how to how to be loved. And he does all this acting out, because that's the pattern that he learned. By the way, I don't listen to a lot of those stories because, like, my body will get activated by that. And... Yeah. To get upset about that does not do any good for this world. It doesn't do anything good for my body. 
So I don't expose myself to a lot of negative negativity. And the news is, and, and the media is full of negativity or fear or, you know, it's constant all the time. I don't need to be there. So I'm very careful about what I take in and listen to. I'm very, uh, I have a lot of filters so that I don't get overly exposed to extraneous stuff that I can't do anything about. I decide what is it that I can do, and that's what I do. Yes, and you help other people do it as well, and that's, that's right. what um, that's what really that we're all here to do. Um, you know, it's just amazing if we can channel all of this energy into solutions as we connect to our higher self and we see these triggers and these emotions that we have to overcome and release from our body. It's really beautiful what comes after that and it is inspiration have you seen that with your clients um maybe you can share how quickly some people are able to move through it i know you have the whole range of clients but yes. someone who is is working through the loss of a loved one that's a that's a longer um you know progress or process for people to move through to really recover from that and heal from it but what happens with your clients and then how do you see them empowered with new solutions uh they open up to their own inner guidance and start to take steps towards making that a reality so i was working i've been working with a client who came to me she was stuck in a relationship in which she was, her needs were not recognized. She was putting his needs ahead of hers. And she had this vision to be a doctor. And I, um, well, in less than three months' time, she left him. She developed the strength to, to step out of that relationship. And what's interesting is now what she's, having to work on is that not having that excuse now uh oh she's scared right because sometimes we choose the difficult situation because then that becomes our excuse for not stepping into our power so Mm -hmm. she but uh, we're, we're still working together and she is working bit by bit to make those incremental steps towards her vision and, you know, I'm perfectly fine if she changes her vision. If she decides she doesn't want to be a doctor, that's okay with me. You know, maybe that was what she needed to get out of the relationship. Whatever, Wherever she needs to go, we're always listening to the inside, into the, to the inner guide, the internal voice. Yes, that deep connection to the inner voice. And I can see a world where that connection is there and it's going to be beautiful actually. It'll be wonderful. So again, I thank you for this work that you do to really empower people and and get down to the wounded child and even, you know, earlier lives too. Uh, When you uh, work with your clients, you're able to help them shift the mindset. And so let's do a little experiment, not an experiment, but let's interact with our audience a little bit. Sure. Uh, callers, if you're on the phone, star two allows you to raise your hand. And if there's anything that you would like Michelle to help us shift, we're going to be able to do that here. 
Uh, Michelle, on a group, um, for the majority, I would say, could you do a group process that could be something common for all of us? Um, many of us, I guess, in especially healers, are kind of shy to value the sessions that we offer and the services that we offer. Mm. What can you say about, and I, I, I know it's different for everyone, but is there something that you could offer for being able to identify uh, any emotions in the body and then shifting that mindset? Right. So so we start out with that belief that we're, we're not valuable. And this is also uh, an issue that a lot of women have because that's also in the culture. There is a certain amount of misogyny in this culture about the value of women. We still make less money than men do. And so that is an issue. We're, we're taught that, that our work is not as valuable. The thing is that people that we work with will not value the work if we don't value ourselves. Exactly. The more they have to invest, the more they will value it and the more they harder they will work towards it. Isn't that so you are actually doing them a favor yeah. by upping your rates? Because mm-hmm. they are not going to have, it, it will not be a good fit for you, and you're not going to do as well as you can, and they're not going to work as hard. So you actually need to raise your rates to a rate that feels right. And if you check in with your inner guides, they will tell you what's going to be right. And you go with that and see what happens. Go with it and see what happens. Sometimes you find you're busier. Yes, yes, people do. It's funny how that works. Uh, when people are given things for free, they don't necessarily value it. No. Yet no. if you pay, um, you know, you, we could even use the example of a college education, right? People really make sure if they're paying tens of thousands of dollars for that, that they make it work. That's right. So, yes, people value where they put their money. And while we're still in that system that we have right now, that's how it works. So that's helpful. Okay. Well, and think, thinking about money as energy, it really doesn't yeah. have any form other than as energy. And so when somebody gives you money, they're giving you their energy, whatever energy it took for them to create that energy. And then you give your energy back in return. Yes. Yes, and so there you have currency. It's the flow. Yep. It comes in and it goes out. Okay. Well, let's go to a caller and see if we can help some people on tonight's show. Uh, we're going to go up to Oakville, Ontario, cell phone caller with area code 289. Hello. Hello. Hi, what's your name? Hi, my name is Renki. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Renki. So do you have a, a question, an issue, a pattern uh, you'd like help with? Yeah, uh, I would like to help uh, get help uh, with the pattern of abundance. The pattern of abundance? 
Yes. <laughs> okay. So, yes. what what's your belief? Well, uh, I'm working on uh, believing that whatever I have believed in through family lineage and my own personal experience about abundance that I have to let go now. So, mm-hmm. so I am trying to work on that, that I can completely let go, I like, in a more easier way. Mm-hmm. Right. So you want to change the story. And uh, uh, abundance is, um, well, there are several ways you can go. But one is to change the story. If you have stories in your past in which you felt like you had to hold on too tightly to money, and by the way, money is currency, which means it does need to move. And when we hold on too tightly to it, it kind of like, you know, you crush it. It disappears. So you want it to move. But you might have stories that create fear. And when you create, when when fear is triggered, I'm sure you've heard about the law of attraction. You vibrate at a lower energy and you actually attract more of what you don't want. Yes, yes. So I want to change that. (laughs) You want to vibrate at a higher energy, at a higher level. Yes. So here are some things that you can try. One is to indulge in experiences that enable you to feel abundant. For example, taking a shower and and imagining that that water is pouring over you is abundance. Enjoy when you eat the abundance of that. Enjoy when you sleep the abundance of that. And so you are actually starting to retrain your mindset in allowing yourself to receive abundance in acknowledging, being aware of it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that that is an issue of being completely present. Yes, that's right. It's a practice. Okay. It's a practice. This whole practice of abundance is a spiritual practice because you are are literally teaching yourself to receive Mm -hmm. and to accept. And at the same time, you want you... So that's kind of on the physiological level or the, the body level of how you can get your your body to be used to receiving. And notice when it's too overwhelming. Are there any times when somebody tries to give to you and you don't receive? You You put up a block or a barrier to it. Yeah, yeah. I have no I've been noticing that, yes. And yeah, yeah so you I'm want trying to be very aware of uh, my reactions. Yeah, it's just sometimes it's like it just happens it happens and then I realize it. I've like come to that level now. <laughs> Absolutely. But I'm still reacting the same way, but I realize it after. Well, the first step is awareness. Yeah. So then there are other things that you can do to practice receiving. So you practice giving to yourself. So what are the things that you would like to have more of? Well, you probably want more money, but do you want more time? Yes. Do you want more creativity? Yes. Yes. So you want to give yourself a little of each of that every day. Okay. So that you you start to train the cells of your body to receive abundance. 
But it does, it, it comes with awareness. You want to be aware because if you're aware, then your body says, oh, okay, I'm being abundant. Great. Okay, yeah, time is a big factor also. I feel a severe lack of time uh, on a daily basis because right. of the uh, responsibilities and work and et cetera. So right. there itself, uh, there's a lack of time, I feel. Well, I've noticed that the faster I run, the more I run. <laughs> that the harder I work, the more work comes. And it makes sense. Law of attraction. The more you behave in a certain way, the more you get the same. So yeah. if you actually take the time, you say, okay, uh, I'm going to take a break uh, mid-morning and mid-afternoon. And okay. I'm going to take a walk when I get home. And you take that time, you will find that you actually work more effectively at everything else and it takes less time. The work expands to the time you give it. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I need to work on. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't even use the word work if you have a bad connotation or, or meaning to work. You would say, I, I need to play with that. Okay. Okay. Sure. I need to play with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying now. All right. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much. I, I like to hear your laughter, so that's really good too, because that's raising your energy vibration, and it's more likely to bring into your air, your arena, what you want. Yes, yes, I do laugh a lot though. <laughs> laughter is good. A gratitude's really good too. Anything that you notice that you're receiving that is positive, really acknowledge it. Recognize it. Okay? Sure. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Gosh, it could be as simple as receiving a compliment. Yes. Right? Yes. And how compliments. (laughs) So, you know, the awareness is key here. Uh, Michelle, would you? I'd say that's the majority of the work in identifying these patterns, uh, and then from there, it's just you know becoming aware and, and stopping ourselves. Would you say it's like eighty percent of the work? So I'm going to change the languaging here. You okay. don't stop yourself. <laughs> you replace the behavior with a new behavior. Yes. Yes. When you stop mm-hmm. yourself, it's really hard to stop a behavior. But to replace it with something else, that's when you are actually developing new neural networks in your brain and your body. And then as you choose the new ones, the old ones literally dissolve. Yeah. You know, we were talking earlier today about money games. We could call it money games that really is upping the abundance frequency. Yes. And those games are the newness that you're talking about. And it's as simple as, you know, when you give a tip, for example, you could, instead of leaving a dollar, you could leave $1.11 if you have to write it on a on a debit card receipt, right? Yes. Or, um, you know, that actually liberates us from belief systems Yes. Of tipping, you know, there's some, I know someone in my life who has to balance out the 
um, receipt so that it's exactly a number like $20.00. So the tip is reflected <laughs> in what's left over, right? And so right. It's like, now why would you, you know, see there, there there's that belief system coming in. And this could be from someone who had a very nice childhood. It wasn't even programmed with any poverty consciousness, but that in itself is a, a program and a pattern. It's so, right. And it so might have something to do with neatness. Right. Perfect balanced book. Yeah, or there's that nice those nice little round numbers. <laughs> right? So yes, this is all about energy and we can totally shift our energy around it. With okay. little practices. With little practices. And they practices. can be fun. Yeah. And make it fun. Yeah. And make it fun. Okay. All right, let's go up to another caller. We're gonna I believe this is Elizabeth in Beverly Hills. Hi Elizabeth. Is this Elizabeth? Area code 310. Oh, that sounds like a vacuum, some kind mm. of cyberspace. So we'll just move on. Yes. All right. Um, so, Michelle, um, here, here's a Yvonne in Toronto. And what would you say to Yvonne's question here? I would love to shift releasing anything and everything to step into my soul purpose and for all who wish it as well. Advice would you read that for, again? Yvonne says, I would love to shift releasing anything and everything to step into my soul purpose. Okay. okay. So she wants, I'm uh, assuming she wants to know how she can do that. Yes. Okay. So the first thing she needs to do is connect to her own inner spirit. She needs to connect with what I call brilliance, the spark of life. And you can do this two ways. One is through meditation or any kind of spiritual practice that connects you to divine. And that works really, really well. The other way is to connect or do actions, activities that make you feel great. And that will start to spark in your brain, in your consciousness, the awareness of what it is that you really are meant to do. Mm -hmm. What better way to find out than to do things that make you feel great? Isn't that what we want? We want we don't want a life purpose that makes us feel bad. And it's interesting that this goes back to the inner child as well. That's right. Do you find that uh, it's what the inner child, what the child, what we did when we were children, that often is a deep connection. Yes. Well, it was when we were when we were children that. Some of us, I'm, I'm afraid that's not true for all of us, but a lot of us learned how, knew how to play. We're allowed to play. And that, it's that creativity that is going to stimulate our brilliance, that's going to stimulate us to identify what it is that we really want to do. So I, I was recently working with a client who was not sure what she wanted to do in life and in working with her to go back to who she really is and what she, 
you know, she talked about herself, and I got her to go back and say, tell me a story about that. And we mm-hmm. went into the story, and as she told the story, and I could hear that she was really excited, that's where I focused, mm-hmm. and that's where I got her to focus. And very soon, she's she's now vibrating at that higher level, and then she says, you know, I really love creating beautiful spaces. And then we worked on that a little more. And what did that? What does that mean? In what kind of situation? Oh, I love doing events where I create these incredible environments. I said, mm-hmm. okay, so let's explore that. That sounds awesome. Why don't I put you in touch with some people who do events and see what the landscape is there? So notice that we start with where you feel good. And just use that little thread and pull it. Okay, where does that take us? Where does that take us? Ah, oh, that sounds like something that maybe you could actually do. Next step, you want to go and research the arena and see if that actually is a fit or not. It's exploration. It's discovery. Yes. And just like we can feel the triggers inside our body, we can feel this inside of our body as yes. well. We yes. really can. You know, it's kind of what makes the heart sing. That's right. <laughs> and here's the thing is, yes, when you start taking those steps, it might trigger fear. That's okay. Because now we get to go back into your body and release that fear because it came from somewhere. And it's stuck there and it's time to let it go. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you help people with this. You are a coach, an empowerment coach, let's say. And, uh, you know, when people want to step into their passion, I would say that so many times it's hard to break out of some of these programmings or the, the programs and the belief systems that you're talking about. A big one is what you just helped our um, call Ranky with where, you know, for her to take the time and be out on a walk or just to do something that's not work related, that's where a lot of inspiration comes in as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's really just in a way kind of doing the opposite of what we've been doing for decades. Right. But you want to do the opposite that uplifts. So you're always going to things that are going to help you to vibrate at that higher level. Yes. And another thing that's common are the yeah buts. Yeah. Where people would say, oh, that's such a great idea, but mm-hmm. what, would you, what would you say about overcoming that? To stop using the word but and use the word and. A lot of our problems also are in our languaging. We want to practice positive languaging. So you start with changing the word but to and and see what that does all by itself. Yes. Okay, let's remove that word but completely. Because yes. it just negates what we just said. That's right. right. It Mm -hmm. totally negates. So you want to really watch your negative words. You want to watch your words where you put yourself down. You want to use words uh, that are empowering. Words like, well, let me give you an example because I was just giving this to my clients the other day. Uh, 
the word trying. The problem with the word trying is that trying is always in that forever state of never arriving. You're always trying to do something instead of just doing it. So I like them to use the word learning. cool thing about learning is that learning is in every step of the way, learning is always a positive experience. Okay. And what about being like I am? I guess the mind might not believe it. So learning is a beautiful bridge. Yes. That you can believe, that the subconscious believes. Yes. Yes, beautiful. Well, Michelle, you have um, a special offer where people can work with you mm-hmm. and receive this coaching and this one-on-one attention. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about what goes on in a session, how long it is, and um, we know that you can really identify some of these patterns. So when you do a session that could probably help set someone directly on a path for great movement. Yes, it can. And I've had that happen. I've had I've had major breakthroughs just in these 45 uh minute sessions. Mm-hmm. I had a woman who came to me, she was uh she's she's in her last phase of her life. She's on oxygen and she got herself into a terrible uh interaction with her daughter-in-law over her grandson. And basically, her husband and, I mean, her son and her daughter-in-law were restricting now her access to the family and the grandson because she was really insulting. And we talked and I said, what do you want here? Mm-hmm. And she said, I want to have access. I said, then you need to change your behavior. You never attack, attack the mother of your grandchild. And just that realization she changed her behavior, and now they're totally back again. And it was like it only took 45 minutes for me to lead her down that path, to help her realize this is not working for you. And I had another woman who came to me, and she had been struggling with the loss of her father for seven years. She hated the fact that he had died in a one of these um, board and cares, And she felt like she should have moved him up to where she was. And we worked for 45 minutes, shifted the story, first releasing emotions, then shifted the story, and she's fine now. She's back. She's like, wow. Yeah. So anyway, what happens in these 45 minutes is that we look at what what your problem is. Get really clear about what, what your problem is and... Release any of the trapped emotions, and then work on work on the story. Yes. Okay. Let's go a little bit deeper on that process here. Sure. Right. Scanning the body for you. You talked a little bit about this. Scanning yeah. the body um, to see, not getting caught up on you know too much on where, but then really releasing it. This comes up a lot. People have that question. What's that like to really release it, and how do you know when you're done with it? Well, because the sensation goes away. I have to admit that it tends to be easier when somebody is doing it with you. When I help people, sometimes it takes two minutes or less. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it takes longer than that because the sensation will actually move around. 
in your body. And I just stay there with the person until it's gone. Just, okay, where is it now? Where is it going now? Well, how does it feel now? And just getting that space to, because most of us are too damn impatient, what can I tell you? <laughs> I hold the space and then the emotion gets released. Now, most people, it goes away fairly quickly, but some people it takes longer. And so then it truly is just the story that we keep saying that keeps that pattern locked in That's or part right. of our reality. All Basically, right. our story re-triggers the sensation. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we need to change the story as well. Okay, that's the deep work, changing that story too. Let's go to Mitch's question. Mitch says, we spoke last week. I find it difficult to stop telling the story of all the adversities I'm facing. It's hard to feel good or even look forward to having fun. I'd like to date, yet I can't even think that anyone would want to see me. What can Mm. I do? So you have to first start with releasing the hurt, the emotions. You can't change the story until you release the emotions. You need to find out where, because all these stories are creating an emotional energy in your body that must feel awful. So you want to focus on that, those sensations. And it may be that they're in several different places. And you start with the one that's screaming the loudest. And you start by breathing. You just breathe. But you don't try and force it away. Sometimes people make that mistake. They try to calm it with breathing. That's not what we're trying to do here. You're breathing slowly because it allows you to focus in. And I like to have uh, people that I work with send love to that area. Lord knows, we, you know, most of the time we're sending a lot of anger there. So we send love and just breathe in, breathe in. And focus on that area, sending love and noticing how it changes its texture. And you just keep on watching that. And then you just do it for every place where you're holding your energy. So you release the energy in the chest. Okay, there's some energy and stuck energy in the shoulders. So you work on the shoulders. And you work on the throat. And sometimes people, it's stuck. So I invite them to make a sound. Like if it's an ang- if it's angry, it's really hot, maybe a gurring sound helps. Or you can use a sound of humming. Humming is really nice, especially, you know, oh, that gets really low in your chest. Whereas if you want it up in your face, you do more the M's. So you get into the N and it gets really up higher into the sinuses. And that helps to release the energy. And once you have the energy released, oh my gosh, you're going to feel way better just then, just right in that moment. And then you look at the story. Do you want that story? If you hold on to those stories of misery, you're only attracting more misery. You need to change it. So go out and take a walk. Notice the things that are beautiful around you. Notice what you can feel grateful for. That alone will help to change the energy. And by changing your energy, you actually start to attract what you want. Think about what you want. 
How would you like your life to be? And think about that. Stop thinking about what you don't want. And I, you know, I told you before, you don't want to ever stop. You replace the thinking about what you don't want with thinking about what you do want. Yes. Okay, we hope that helps, Mitch, and anyone else who uh, feels that pattern that's locked in place. Really helpful there to assist in um, being very present and aware and controlling, not controlling, steering your consciousness. Yes, steering. Absolutely. That's steering. A good, I like that word, steering. Steering the consciousness. Yeah. We are in the driver's seat. Beautiful. Well, okay then, so your special offer, you've got um, a 45-minute session available. Right. And that's a really nice offer. I have to thank you for that. That's a very affordable price. Yes. And um, there's something else that comes with that. This is a body scan so yes. that we can we can know more about what you're talking about in this process. Well, you go away with having this so you can use it any time. It's it is my stress release body scan uh, practice, and so you get the MP3 and you can put it on your smartphone or your iPod and you can listen to it whenever you want to, and you can allow it to take you through your body. And there's some really good information in there. I think about chakras and different things that are going on in your body. So it's it's also very informative. Excellent. Thank you. Great. Well, as we wrap up our show today, I just want to point our listeners to that special offer button on the webpage here. If it resonates with your heart, grab a session with Michelle. What I love about Michelle is she is an empowerment coach. And she, too, also works with coaches. And that is an important thing because we can all, we need other people to assist us, as we were talking about earlier. So that's beautiful. Well, Michelle, when you look at the changes going on in the world, and, of course, the work that you're doing, what gets you up every day and puts you right on mission, you are hopeful for the future. What do you envision that as? Oh, I envision that a lot of light workers, even those who don't know that they're light workers, are going to uplift this whole planet and we're going to move to a different level. We actually have to. We have no choice. If we don't, we're going to lose this lovely planet. And the thing is, there is a choice there. But we are being pressed, and at the same time, there are more coaches out there helping uplift other people than ever before. It's like, yeah. in a way, it's an amazing miracle that, you know, the, the thing that's going on in the economy, it's like we're turning more to this service economy. This is exactly what we need. We need people who are inspiring and helping to shift yes. everyone. Absolutely. And... You, this is a movement too big to be stopped. This yes. consciousness, more and more people are aware. Reports from the field say that at 51%, there are reports that 51% of our planet are in levels of higher consciousness. And so that's really beautiful. It really is. Um, and I, I thank you for the work that you do because we do need these solutions to come forward and I've seen um, 
even in even in my own life I've seen some wonderful things happening where you know for example if you see something being threatened by the current politics or whatever systems changing systems collapsing start a nonprofit take the yes. reins in your own hands nonprofits yes. are really great ways to network all of your skills and your talents and and still earn an income you can earn an income with a nonprofit and i have a friend who's stepping into her role helping the oceans now she works with the federal government mm-hmm. uh you know with with these coral labs yet she's starting a nonprofit to just take action and start doing it we're going to see more of that when people are really empowered the way that you're empowering people yes we are and it's exciting it really is so keep that in mind everyone if if you're still having challenges in in seeing your dreams or or getting over your story know that you can release it and on the flip side of releasing it and stepping into your power it's absolutely beautiful and this world awaits everyone so michelle petacolas thank you thank you thank you for this quantum conversation Thank you for inviting me on your show. This was really a pleasure. Yes, thank you so much. And again, thank you for your work. And if you would like a session with Dr. Petacolis, please check out that special offer button. It's all there for you. Again, thank you, Michelle. Namaste. Namaste to you. Okay, well, we hope you are feeling empowered. It is time now to dance our way to the cosmic heart. And this gets a little fun. It's a Thursday night, so have a little fun with this. Move the energy and be in joy. Remember, singing and dancing. Namaste.
for listening to this quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. The conference is now completed. Goodbye.